वेलकम बैक टू हैप्पी चर्प दिस इज माई सेकेंड एपिसोड बट द फर्स्ट वन विद अ गेस्ट हेयर एंड टूडे आई हैव विद मी फ्रेंड ऑफ माइन एक्चुअली वी वेंट टू स्कूल टुगेदर एंड वी डिड ओ लेवल्स टुगेदर एंड नाउ आई वुड लाइक टू इंट्रोड्यूस यू टू हर दिस इज फातमा हुसैन हाई फातमा हाउ आर यू आई एम वेल हाउ आर यू आई एम गुड फर्स्ट आई वुड लाइक टू आस्क यू वट डू यू डू सो दैट पीपल कैन गेट टू नो यू अ लिटल बिट So I'm a psychotherapist. I have a master's in counseling and psychotherapy. Um I trained in I don't know if you want to know this but person-centered and psychodynamic counseling which is uh, two different modalities. Okay. And I have a private practice here in Pak in Islamabad. Mm-hmm. Um I've been working here since like about I say since 2019. 2019 mm-hmm. is when I started working here. and uh, yeah so that's what i do i have a private practice i do a bunch of other stuff on the side um things that i'm passionate about okay what are those so uh these days for example i'm working with this uh organization they've received a big grant um and they're working on making the f- some of the first trauma informed schools in pakistan oh so yeah i designed the training for teachers catch a corporal punishment ki jagah these are alternative teaching strategies here are some listening skills you can use so the more trauma you can mitigate in the school setting and environment the better for children's mental health okay so um so these are like schools or these i i don't know what these are actually so the training is something we've designed and then we pitch it to different schools jo pilot tha wo panch uh, low cost private schools mein hua tha pak islamabad se bahar in pinpagwal which is a little outside of islamabad um, and that went really well so now they're scaling it up and working with the kp government and probably the punjab government okay so i think this is this is like the first time this is happening ya aisa hai kuch pehle se yes no this is this is definitely the first time it's very interesting yeah um so um i wanted to keep this conversation very candid mm-hmm. uh and i wanted to sort of dive deeper for the listeners mm-hmm. into what it's like to be a psychotherapist mm-hmm. but like for to understand that first i want to sort of ask you um how you ended up becoming one mm-hmm. um maybe you can share a little bit of like your uh back story or why you became one and then we can further talk about sure. the profession the short answer is completely by accident okay <laughs> <laughs> but, but we want more <laughs> <laughs> but i suppose there are no accidents and yes. on some level i would say that it was like for most therapists huh. um a way to heal myself hmm. so what happened was that we did our o levels together and yes. then i went to a different school mm-hmm. and i picked the most bizarre a level combination which was psychology english mm-hmm. literature and media studies and why did you i didn't really think it through it was just like i was like oh bahut edgy you know cheese hongi to mai kar leti hu um but i, I understand why you chose english literature yeah, though you I, were always good and sort of I, into and that i enjoyed it and i was like acha this is something i want to do uh, but it wasn't i wasn't actually thinking ahead like i should have been ke how is this going to look on cal- college applications on you know what is what does it mean for me career wise hmm. so i don't know if i would do it differently now but that's how it went hmm. um a levels were terrible for me like i think the transition to a new school mm-hmm. uh it was a much bigger school we went to a very sheltered small school where everybody was friends with everybody yeah our school was like in a house chota <laughs> sa <laughs> and like 
यू नो तीन चार कमरे थे और उन्हें में हम पढ़ते थे एंड देन शी वेंट टू दिस ह्यूज कैंपस विद लाइक एट हंड्रेड स्टूडेंट एंड ऑल ऑफ दीज मोस्ट ऑफ दीज पीपल हैड नोन ईच अदर पहले से एंड नो एंड माई सब्जेक्ट कॉम्बिनेशन वॉज सो different that i was never in the same group with this like you know i didn't fit into any of those categories so mm. my whole class like different group ke sath leti thi mm. so uh, that happened and then i thought i wanted to do anthropology okay and then i didn't get into lums i was waitlisted and at, at you know at the very end i got uh, rejection which was mm. devastating for me uh-huh. because i was very sure ke mera to matlab kya ho jayega Her you were always a good student though i remember this yeah i had huh. like i had really decent grades yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. but i mean i don't know what happened i think it was the lcat hota na i think mm. the exam mm. um bo well, and i've never been good at standardized tests those things so <clears throat> but i was devastated mm. um and then i decided to go to bnu for my undergrad because my mom was really adamant that i got into nast yahan pe but i didn't want to go as like islamabad se nikal ke banda islamabad mein jaye but my mother was really adamant that i should have a hostel experience yes because she had had learning hoti hai like main bhi khud ab hostel ja chuki na to mujhe bhi hota hai ki yaar hona chahiye ha so she was like whatever it is just go because she she really enjoyed her experience she said it taught me a lot about living with people about people so do it um so i BNU me there were two programs i was looking at one was the i don't know one of the design programs um and one and the other one was their psychology program mm. so i was like ha huh, this sounds more up my alley let's do it didn't think it through didn't kind of think eh, what this looks like career wise for me and then i was i realized i was really good at it and i was doing really well in classes that could also just be because it was BNU <laughs> but, but i was doing really well uh I, and it was it came very effortlessly to me So my undergrad was four years of applied psychology. So my degree okay. is BSc Honors Applied Psychology. And then when I graduated, most people usually go the clinical psychology route mm. or they go the organizational psychology route. But for me, what was really pivotal was uh, part of my degree. Uska a component jo tha wo ek hospital internship thi. Okay. Um, it was I don't know what it's called, but it's like a two month thing that you had to do in the hospital where you shadowed the psychologists there. and i was given services hospital lahore oh okay that's a tough place yeah. to be in ha huh. and it really opened my eyes and i was like i don't think this model works i don't think that you know i saw the way people were treated there was no empathy there was no there was no like they weren't treated as humans and for me it was just very jarring to watch that happen and i recognize that resources kam hoti hain psychologists are stretched thin all of those things but that just didn't sit very well with me mm. <coughs> so i decided i want to do counseling mm. and i applied to a bunch of programs that felt like they were more relevant but jab mai karne lagi to everybody was like you know counseling baatein karni hoti hain this is one of my teachers at university ke baatein karni hoti hain wo to koi bhi kar leta hai yeah so it was a lot of like this so she said that's the thing like therapy ko log is tarah samajhte hain like you know matlab absolutely and it was Um and thankfully my parents were really supportive they were like you know you decide what you want to do and mm. we'll support that. Mm. So I applied to a couple of programs in Canada and and UK myself many ek Edinburgh wale mein kiya tha and I just stumbled upon it by chance again complete accident a week before the deadlines closed um and I got in. Mm. And that's uh, where you ended up going. Yeah so I ended up going to Edinburgh it was a two year full time program. Mm. I loved it. It was a great city to live in. I enjoyed it. 
but it was also very developmental. So for those who don't know, and I'm sure most people don't, but counseling training mostly is very focused on personal development. Okay. So the idea is that until you don't have awareness of your own wounds, your oh. own, the way you respond to different things, you can't help people. Oh, that makes a lot of sense because if you're listening to someone else, so you can experiences or wounds obviously project your wounds, right? Yeah. And bias can be and Absolutely. judgment based on your experience. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important, that makes sense, mm-hmm. to be very aware, like self-aware enough to maybe not let... Not just that, but also like, okay, I'm responding to this person in a particular way. Is this mm. something from my personal history? Yeah. Is this something this person's eliciting in me? Yes. Um, but also, I think it's really important to have that experience of being on the other side of the couch, right? Like, um, so I I started personal therapy also, mm. and I have been in it ever since. Okay. So I've been, you know, in therapy since. So you're a therapist and you're in therapy also. Yeah, and, and in the UK, and UK, that's good practice. Like, it, you know, I would never refer clients to somebody who's never been in personal therapy. So it's it's definitely a prerequisite. Because you can help people if you don't know. And if and even the assumption that you know therapists are all sorted or they've got it all figured out, that's also really problematic because sometimes it's really important for clients to know that you're you're just as imperfect as them. Yes, you can't like dehumanize them. No, yeah. and you can't dehumanize yourself. Yeah. So that's uh, that's important. Mm. Um, and I truly believe that. Okay, up and I think like uh, to be honest like if I have a therapist and I'm going into therapy Mm -hmm. if I'm going to like obviously I would want my therapist to be completely non-judgmental like that you said you (laughs) are non-judgmental for a living that's what you do but Obviously, like, if I feel, that's one aspect. But if I feel like uh, my therapist is not human enough, mm-hmm. then how is that person supposed to heal me? Yes. Right? Uh, and that's true. And it's very different from a doctor-patient relationship. It's not yeah. like, well, power difference will not be Of course, there's power in the room and it plays out in different ways. Mm. But the therapist is not an expert telling you what to do. They're helping you find they your own way. figure it out. It's like, um they're not like solving your problems for you. They're sort of helping you solve your own problems, yeah. right? Like So the therapist's job is basically to redirect you to your own experience. So well, you, you spoke about vulnerabilities as well, right? So um, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. And you find, like, as a, as just as a human, I find it easier to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with somebody who is also vulnerable mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. Because you feel... Like, more connected, right? Yeah. If the other person feels like a wall, then you are vulnerable. Nahi ho sakte. Mm-hmm. Huh. And, and, and I think that it's a very tricky and difficult thing to navigate because you don't want to make therapy about yourself either, right? Yeah, like, you don't yeah. want to be like, a bed ke <laughs> um, And so self-disclosure has to be used very carefully. Mm-hmm. But I think there's so many other ways of being vulnerable. Like, for example, I'm thinking of a, of a client that I worked with who had had an unexpected bereavement. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just couldn't cry about it. And I just sat there and I cried, like, because that was my natural response in that moment. Uh, and I think I needed to do that in that moment for them to be able to get in touch with something they couldn't feel. Mm. And so I was picking up on and responding to mm. and feeling for them. Essentially, that's, that's what a therapist, in train in the way that I am, mm. not all therapists, mm. um, would do. They would help people metabolize their feelings. Mm. 
yeah so um empathy like is a huge part yeah. of this yeah so um how difficult it is it mm-hmm. to be non-judgmental mm-hmm. to not get triggered mm-hmm. because i mean i know that a lot of things mm-hmm. would trigger me mm-hmm. or like get in my head and mm-hmm. how do you sort of like zone out mm-hmm. to live a normal life mm-hmm. after all that loads mm-hmm. that people sort of dump on you because mm-hmm. i mean that's what they do yeah. <laughs> yeah and then that's that's what what we're there for also like yes. um, and i think that's a really good question i don't think people um ask about this or there's a lot I've of i've always wondered kitni mushkil life hai matlab mujhe isna lagta hai as a therapist so how do you like a be not judgmental mm-hmm. um and be not get triggered mm-hmm. and see like live a normal life or like go back to normal life after all that is unloaded on you mm-hmm. so so i think that to answer your first question how do i be non judgmental <clears throat> i think that's part of the training uh-huh. right that's part of learning ke acha agar koi jhoot bhi bol raha hai for example ya koi act out kar raha hai ya abuse kar raha hai jo bhi it's coming from a place of pain hmm. coming from a place of hurt hmm. so something in them is making them act out in that way hmm. and it's usually you know something deeply painful that they're actually disconnected from hmm. um so it's for me it's um that that bit hasn't been a problem um and you are able to like separate are you able to understand ke uh, yeah i i think the the best way to put it would be i'm able to look at people as a whole most of the time mm. you know yeah. not just as as a uh, just as their at their actions mm. there's more to them yeah, yeah. Mm. and and there's more to their story there's mm. more to their experience mm. uh which can be kind of problematic also because it's you know there's this really popular meme that as a psychologist I can't even get angry at anybody because I know the reason for doing it <laughs> so so I there's there's truth to that uh. and I think ke mere liye um that's been confusing like you know things that it would that would enrage people um don't enrage you enough yeah not in the same way not in the same way um like you can understand that they're wrong but then yeah yeah I get it yeah uh-huh. so it's it's hard um but it is an occupational hazard like like with the other stuff you know like people coming in and it does have an emotional impact when people are coming in and talking about really you're sitting with the worst aspects of human existence the the most painful bits mm-hmm. you're left with that they leave the room they dump it you're you're left with that mm. um so that's definitely hard to manage and uske liye again personal therapies is a is a place supervision is something i uh i do which is okay. which is having a clinical supervisor it means that you talk about your clients with somebody who's more experienced has supervision training and they help you see things that you might have missed or okay. you know move forward something that you can't figure out so i see my supervisor quite regularly mm. um and personal therapy also exercising uh you know just and kind of being in touch with your own responses to things mm. um learning to take a break when you need to that's something i still need to work on mm. i'm really bad at that mm. um so it is it is ma- difficult to manage but i think it also says something about a friend of mine and i were talking about it the other day it also says something about us that we've picked a career where you know we allow, we tell people come in and use us and then leave and the better we do our job the faster they're going to leave us so mm. and the relationship starts with knowing ke shuru hogi to khatam bhi hogi hmm uh but i have had a lot of long term clients it's very fulfilling work hmm but i also think that yes it's an occupational hazard but i'm also 
really honored that people come in and share you know like for me sometimes like i can't believe i do this you know um, must be rewarding it is mm. it is rewarding but it's also like being allowed into those bits of people's lives it's it's truly an honor mm. um it's like i think you realize how much people trust you yeah that's an honor yeah uh. and uh, also how much people can how much difference just talking about it or having somebody respond in an empathic non-judgmental way to their deeper secrets can can be mm. so, yeah. so um uh, does it affect you the things people say mm, yes um uh, they do uh i mean you shared the fact that you were crying in like yeah. one of the sessions and and that's not necessarily a problematic thing i think that's part of the process also mm-hmm. and yes i'm affected by my clients i think you can't help somebody till you're affected by them okay that have to be moved by by somebody to really like if their pain is that alive it you need to feel it mm-hmm. and if you're not feeling it then i would wonder about what's happening in the therapeutic relationship what an interesting job to like be there to feel someone's pain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you need like a whole new <laughs> level of like empathy and everything it's kind of amazing it is yeah and like i the reason i wanted to have this conversation was because i feel like not enough people look at this profession like that mm-hmm. i mean they see therapists as i don't know like look at them like dari lagta hai therapist se baat karte ki wo kya sorry about this ki wo pata nahi kya pehchan jayenge kya samajh jayenge ye wo hoga um but yeah at the end of the day like this is their job mm-hmm. you know and to understand people yeah and yeah. it comes from a non judgmental place yeah exactly it's not judgmental yeah. so it's okay yes haan ji so um i think we were in the middle of your story yes yes so going back to that so i then did my masters mm. just, just which was a really uh, eye opening experience mm. personally but also professionally because wo cheeze na hame kabhi pakistan mein padhate hain us tarah i had one counseling course in my undergrad mm. uh, which meant i couldn't actually apply to a lot of masters programs because they said that just wasn't oh. enough oh. counseling credits oh um and so this is very different from the way clinical psychologists work and mm. there is you know just general animosity between okay uh, the professions okay. because they're very clinical in the sense that this is the dsm uh, this is dsm matlab like is the diagnostic and uh, statistical uh, manual thought, so sorry i assume that everybody knows <laughs> what no, the dsm is but like i thought you meant diagnosis yeah, yeah. Uh, so huh. so wo they'll be like acha ye ye symptoms hain it's a very flat out yeah. ye diagnosis ye symptoms ye treatment yeah. okay and and in those when you're working as a clinical psychologist you also don't need to bring yourself into the relationship it's very much like you're the client I am the expert I'm going to tell you this is wrong with you. So basically it's this is more like a doctor patient relationship. Yeah it's it's closer to that. Yes. Yes. Mm. It shouldn't be but it is you because yahan pe zyada the training CBT hoti hai which is cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm. Uh I'm not a big fan. Yeah uh, I think you once told me like I don't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like okay. <laughs> yeah not a big fan. I th- uh-huh. I think of it mostly as kind of putting a bandaid on something. Okay. and not addressing so okay so it's like a cosmetic fix you it think it is it okay. is um so like one of the examples that i often give clients when they come in is if you come in and say i'm an alcoholic and by the end of our work together i would like to stop drinking mm. my work is not going to be ke aap char drinks teen kar dein teen se do kar dein do se ek kar dein mm. we're going to talk about what makes you want to what are you numbing to begin with right, right? really so, get to the like yeah. bottom of it yeah and um. that's longer term work yeah um, so wo cosmetic fix hai this yeah. is more like 
getting down to the root and like heal karna sahi se solve karna problem and and that takes longer and it's an uncertain process and i think it needs to be said that that requires a lot of resources mm-hmm. emotional mental time um money your job i realize it's very um just a hum log um, dentistry maybe or bahut sare like as doctors a lot of our work depends on patient compliance mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Ke if they're complying to success hoga right so a lot of your work depends on their your clients compliance as well right yeah and and for the for the most part i just need them to to show up uh okay. yeah <laughs> and then if the relationship is, is sufficient enough for them and it takes you know kuch logon ko saal lag jate hain to get to that point kuch logon ko teen sessions lagte hain to get to that point mm. um but the, once that once that happens then then it, then, then there's change acha out of curiosity who determines that ho gaya kaam you or the client uh so we do it together the way that okay. i work is i initially ask people to contract for a six week period which means that we meet every week for the same uh, for, for 50 minutes on the same day same time okay so say if it's wednesday 2 p.m it that will be their slot for the next six weeks mm. if they can commit to that then on the sixth week we do a review okay okay we talk about what worked for them what mm. didn't work for them mm. what we could do differently uh what if their goals in therapy have changed mm. um, and then and then with most of my clients i have an open ended contract okay so that term sometimes spans years i think some there's a client i've seen for over 3 oh. and a half years mm. so yeah okay that's a lot of time <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm relationship ho jati hogi ha and, and it is about the relationship you know mm. like a lot of research now says that it doesn't matter up kaun si modality use kar rahe hain therapy ki mm. it's not ke cbt hai ke psychodynamic hai ya person centered hai it's about the the agent of change is a therapeutic relationship okay so jitni okay. better wo hogi jitni better client therapist relationship hogi that's where change comes from okay more chances of success yeah. acha back to your story <laughs> <laughs> back to my story uh. um so um i did my masters mm. my research was uh, loss and bereavement okay yeah so i i researched um disenfranchised grief and pregnancy loss oh that's like yeah oh my god <laughs> I, i didn't know ki like you can you know look into this specifically ki ye bhi hota hai yeah yeah Haan. and i think that um there's a lot of well not a lot there should be more discourse around how disenfranchised men's grief is around pregnancy loss yes. and how it's seen as kind of a woman's experience yes yeah, so um i mean obviously you can't um trivialize trivialize so nahi but you can't say ke equal eh mm-hmm. can no, you say no. it's equal no, i wouldn't say it yes no, but like uh, so i know somebody who um lost their baby mm-hmm. while they were pregnant mm-hmm. and um then she said that for the longest time mm-hmm. like sh- it was about her and then one day it hit her that mm-hmm. you know it was about her husband as mm-hmm. well and he was just there through her pain and everything yeah. and being there for her and she said you know he never opened up mm. because he was obviously always thinking ke yaar mera i've been allowed to feel grief or not yes because yeah. iska pain kitna zyada mm. hai how can i bring my pain up mm-hmm. you know and obviously people around don't even ask the man no. nobody does nobody. it's like oh matlab uska loss or uska which is fine mm. but then uska bhi hai right so then she said ke oh phir badi mushkil se like they took a trip and where she like told him to sort mm. of um talk about it and that was the first time because of her experience mm-hmm. I, i realized mm-hmm. this ke you know this is so true like it's such a 
it's something that people don't think about. Yeah. So it's interesting that you've uh, brought this yeah, up. Yeah, and I think that even if the if the you know the pregnancy is terminated by choice, people there's the the discourse around is there grief around it? Yes, it's not. It's, a, so it's not an easy choice no, to make. It's never an easy no. choice to make. Yeah, it's not like oh, bas kardia ah. and happy in life. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's, it's, it's a always lot. a hard decision. Ah. So that's what I researched, and I think it really changed my views about uh, loss because I don't know if you you might be familiar with it, but there's a really popular uh, pop psychology way of looking at loss. Okay, five stages. It's called the Kubler Ross model. The denial, the yeah, the denial, <laughs> anger, you know, <laughs> negotiation. Huh. And I think that's a it's load of crap. It's not as simple as that. Grieving <laughs> huh. is never linear. Never. Okay. Yeah. It hits you out of nowhere. Um, you know, you will be functioning and doing ev- everything normally, and it'll hit you out of nowhere. Mm. Um, it's it's a very difficult and nuanced process, and it's different for everybody. Mm. Or two people, even if they're in the same situation, will grieve the same way. Mm. So that's kind of what I worked on. Mm. Um, then I came back, started my private practice, transitioning back to into Islamabad was a challenge also because the last time I had lived here, I was what eighteen. Mm. A levels ke baad to mein, I didn't live here. Mm. Um, it's also like a. I don't know if you felt this way, but I definitely felt like having that time away from Islamabad, um, and then coming back to people who hadn't had that time away was. Oh my <laughs> god, girl, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's yeah. such a small town, yeah. right? And everybody knows everybody, mm-hmm. and like if you don't step out, mm-hmm. you are not growing. No, like you are still stuck in that. I am sixteen, and this is all of us. That bubble in that uh, high school. Drama. I mean, mindset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you've known me what about over a decade now, and I'm not the same person I was no. at fifteen, sixteen, and I wouldn't want to be the same person I was then. Mm. But I think that people who have never left or have never had the chance to leave, um, they couldn't see me as anything except the person I used to be. Oh, so like they were still. Yeah. Or unki relationships mere saath us tarah evolve nahi hui thi like, and I had found a lot of other friends at university and these really meaningful friendships and. And also, like, if they're not looking at you as a new you, mm-hmm. um, and they're stre- still sort of treating you in the same way, mm-hmm. you can't get along because you're like, yeah, me kaha hoon is fact, or me frequency jo hoti hai, wo out ho jaati hai. Bilkul, and I think Haan. that I'm at a point in my life where I'm just like, I can't do these inauthentic friendships. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. I will have three friends, but they're all going to know, you know, Very what's genuine. yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's that's been it. Maybe it happens after university, or आपके दोस्त वैसे भी काम हो जाते हैं जो भी वैसे भी होता है, I guess. हाँ. But मेरे लिए तो now I've gotten to a point where I just I can't do it. These performative friendships yeah. are not. Yeah. They don't serve me in any yeah. way. Yeah. So that was hard because mm-hmm. then you're back and there's, you know, uh, finding new friends in Islamabad is hard. Um, it's a difficult city to break into in that sense. Even if you've grown up here your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of settled in. Um, I think you focused a lot on your work as well. I did. Uh, I did. But it was hard. No family beneath me. Family beneath me. So I was living not here. Yeah, no, I was living with my khala. Mm. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned, but my plan was never to come back to Islamabad. My plan was that I graduate and Lahore move over. The same khala. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we're living together. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, I Islamabad. I'll come. I land in Islamabad because mm. after my university, I had gone to America for a couple of months. Mm. And I land here, and I had sorted out my apartment. I had sorted out everything, and then it fell through last minute. Okay. In Lahore, so uh, the girls that I was going to live with offered it to somebody else, and I was just like, "Shit, that means that I'm not going to." Whoa. 
but i think it worked out for the best because mm. wahan pe i was going to say do you now think it worked out for it the best? i don't think i had have the patience to deal with the hori traffic anymore wo <laughs> 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 early uh. 20s mein ho gaya to ho gaya i don't i can't do it mm. and um also like um yeah the the work opportunities there would have been different i the place i interviewed at one place where they first of all said to me yahan to psychodynamic kaam nahi karta to aap kya karengi okay so we'll give you 30000 rupees to work 6 days a week mm-hmm. and uh, it w- i was just like i'm a pass on that mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. cuz they would be making like 6 times that off of my service okay. and and be giving okay. me that so yeah so it was not fair no yeah. it was it was worse mm-hmm. so i said no and then i came back and then you know i was introduced to a couple of therapists here who really helped and helped me set up and things just kind of happened after that one mm-hmm. after the other i found a space to rent within a week for clients uh, and then it just took off That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now you love what you do. I do. Um I I did a couple of other things. I delved into like uh recently I did my marriage and family therapy training. Okay. Uh I did some EMDR which so is marriage, a So like marriage counseling yeah, that is. Yeah. Couples counseling. Okay. Yeah. Which okay. is a whole other ball game and it's fun. So interesting. I love it. <laughs> I think it might be my thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So mm. yeah. So it's been exciting mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's also hard because yahan pe wo community aur wo ek network dhoonna baaki it's it's quite challenging. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. That's that's my story. Mm-hmm. Okay so um recently um there was this whole Noor Muqaddam mm-hmm. incident mm-hmm. and um there was a lot of conversation on mental health mm-hmm. in there uh for multiple reasons a uh there was a lot of um uh ye ke zahir jafir zahir jafir he was um he was mentally ill pehle ye baat aayi phir ye baat aayi ke like he was schizophrenic ye baat aayi phir ye baat aayi ke he was um not schizophrenic and he was recovered uh and like he had no like he was completely in his senses when the whole thing happened knows and um and then there was this whole scandal i would say around therapy works that you know mm-hmm. um he was working as a psychotherapist mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. as far as i know yes. huh yeah so um and obviously that gave a lot of fuel to people who were already very anti therapy mm-hmm. and then obviously it was also very discouraging for clients for mm-hmm. th- that are like you know that go yeah. to therapy works yeah. and then obviously uh, his mother was also a therapist so there was a lot yeah. going on when it came to mental health yes. right yeah. uh, so i'm sure you hold some opinion on that yes. um so can you break that down for us like how do you feel about this whole thing I think first of all it's just really sad that um Abi in the, in the last couple of Did years Did you know Noor? Yes, from school. Aha, uh-huh, like yeah. you knew her yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, I remember from the the play that we were all in together. Oh yeah, okay. You were there as yes, well. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh so obviously it was very close to home yes. in so many different yes. ways, you know, like yes. uh And I was very much in touch with her so thoda time pehle. Okay. To matlab main to soch bhi nahi sakti thi ki like obviously. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think anybody could have No. And and I remember when I saw the news I was you know I d- I didn't know how to respond and for th- for a couple of weeks after that I was still in this really Fatma, dazed I state I could not like matlab jab ye hua hai and um the thing with being a mother is mm-hmm. I say that here is ke you don't get the time mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. 
ठीक है सो यू आर जस्ट सो बिजी ऑल द टाइम सो बिजी ऑल द टाइम एंड बाई द टाइम लाइक आई वुड बी डन विद लाइक माई वर्क एंड माई मॉम स्टाफ इट वुड बी टाइम टू स्लीप एंड आई वुड जस्ट गो टू स्लीप राइट आई डि नॉट गेट द टाइम इन स्पेस टू ग्रीव इवन दो आई वॉन्टेड टू ग्रीव अबाउट दिस um and i didn't even know that i wanted to grieve about yeah. it but it was affecting me like at the of back of my head a lot ke ye ho raha um and like it was not until and it just kept getting worse mm-hmm. because <laughs> uh pehle news aayi ke oh he shot her and then he beheaded her um so i was like okay he shot her theek hai chalo quick you know that's mm-hmm. how you know i just try to make myself feel better mm-hmm. and then टॉर्चर हुआ देन आई हर्ड फिर मतलब रोज़ जो है वो नहीं खबर आई थी दैट शी वॉज टॉर्चर एज वेल फिर खबर आई कि कि शी ट्राई टू इस्केप द डे वो वाली खबर आई ना बिकॉज यू नो वन यू नो समन यू नो वट दे लुक लाइक वन दे स्पीक वन देर हैप्पी वन देर सैड सो आई कुड प्ले इट आउट अ लिटल ऑफ वट शी मस्ट हैव लुकड लाइक वन शी वॉज गोइंग थ्रू दैट एंड दैट्स वन I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go on. And that's when, like, and jab wo hua ki she was running and she was trying to save herself. And that night, I like finally cried. Mm. I was like, cause I just played it out in my head. Mm. Like, I need to cry. Then I spoke to my husband. I was like, listen, मुझे time नहीं मिलता है रोने का. And I know that this is something that mm-hmm. is affecting me more than it is appears. So, because yeah. I'm just living my life. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like talking about it online. Yeah. and i'm like going to the vigil and i'm doing all this but it's affecting me mm-hmm. and this all of that is not actually healing me no mm-hmm. going to the vigil or talking about it online or the outrage is not healing mm-hmm. me yeah. it's wasting my time actually yeah. <laughs> i could i'd rather just yeah. sit and think and mm-hmm. try and like heal yeah. so you know then he encouraged me ki yaar sab chodo mm-hmm. life mein mm-hmm. uh, and just deal with this and then i think that's a really important point the outrage didn't help healing what do you think helped i i just i just like for me personally mm-hmm. i just needed um i don't know if i've healed to yeah, be honest i don't i don't think it's something it's you heal from, from it's yeah. just it's very traumatizing um but i i think crying and just being by myself and sort of feeling uh, the pain talking to people who knew her mm. and uh, just talking to them yeah. ke oh we knew noor yes. and like what she was just talking about what she was like uh, that helped yeah and and grieving is almost always a community you know yes, process yes it's yes collective yes thing. so on a more like personal note of missing her mm. helped more than the outrage mm. and the fact that i am a public figure and influencer mm. people put a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. me um to talk about certain things mm-hmm. and a lot of the times i do feel mm-hmm. about most of the things we want me to talk about mm-hmm. but a lot of the times i don't know how to talk about those things okay so a lot of the times i will say things mm-hmm. that i'm expected to say mm-hmm. and i know that they're right mm-hmm. but it i don't know how to explain this it doesn't feel authentic it feels like the right thing to do it feels like not. the right thing to do and i understand that i have a voice that holds weight but i'm a human as well and i need to deal with stuff so people expect ki acha aaj ek cheez hui hai na aur main 5 minute mein na us cheez ko call out karu ya usko karu mujhe time chahiye hota hai i want to put out 
an authentic voice. I want to put out how I feel about this. You know, people don't give me that time. Yeah. They will be like, so it's performative. Yeah. You know, a it's, lot of the times. Yeah. And it's unfair mm -hmm. because I do want to talk about it, mm -hmm. but I want to talk about it authentically, yeah. genuinely. Uh, and not talking about it does, you know, like there's this whole thing. Uh, um, if you are silent, you are complicit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And okay, sure. <laughs> but people need time. Yeah. And sometimes I may be silent to the world, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not silent. Yeah. And, there and I think that ways. what you do, you know, putting your life out like, like, the, like the way you do in a very public way, that that must be a lot of pressure. I don't think I could ever do it. Ha, <laughs> um. it is. Uh, but I. But the thing is that I. It's been. I've been doing this for so long, that for me it's very clear on what like I put out and what I don't mm. put out. So mere liye mushkil nahi hota to make that difference, and mere liye mushkil nahi hota to not put things why, out there. Why do you think that people have that expectation of you? Do you think it's because Again, this is just a thought and it might not be how you feel, but um, because they can then shape their own opinion to model yours, they need you, They need to know how, you know, where Hamna stands on so this. So a couple of things. A lot of people, like sometimes people will message, which are controversial things, where people don't know where they should stand. Mm -hmm. A lot of people message and they say, we want to know your opinion on this mm -hmm. because people will want to. Mm -hmm. um, decide their position. Yes, decide their position. Okay, maybe I will give them something and they c it can help them um, decide. Uh, and a lot of times people are just, they feel like their voices are not loud enough. Mm. Mine is louder. So they want, they will come to me and they'll be like, please, you speak up about mm. this because we want this to be more mm -hmm. uh, out there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just pure judgment <laughs> where they're just like, you know, mm. will she talk about this or will she not? Because mm. if she doesn't, then she is complicit or this or that, mm. you know? Yeah. So there's like all of these yeah. different... Um, and, and I think going back to the actual sort of thing that we were talking about, because it ties into this, the with the newer thing, I think all of us, including myself, we were also triggered and just functioning on autopilot because, and it's not like this is, this is the first time it's happened in this country either, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. It was just so close to home. It was like, you know, us and them, it's not some random two-dimensional figure in a village doing this. Um, it was somebody who walked amongst us. Fatma, it just showed that this whole, um, how our patriarchal system uh, is not, like, hai to patriarchy na, hum log bhi patriarchy mein rehte hain mm -hmm. har cheez. Aur ap hold bhi karte hain, bhoat tariqo mein. Haan, exactly, thik hai. Lekin, uski jo, um, kya kehti hain, हम एक्सपेक्ट नहीं करते कि उसकी जो ये वाली चीजें हैं जो ये वाला एस्पेक्ट है वो हमारी सोसाइटी हमारी क्लास में होगा जस्ट पुटिंग इट आउट देयर वेरी कैंडिडली और हमें होता है कि वी नो दैट दिस इज व्हाट इज फॉर द मेजॉरिटी एंड द मासेस एंड वी एग्री दैट दिस इज वी आर नॉट अफेक्टेड वी आर प्रिविलेज्ड बट इट डज नॉट मीन कि हमारे आगे पीछे जो लोग हैं उनमें इस तरह की सोच or soch ke lava, I think one of the most, um, I think, big, the biggest realization that people had, uh, and one of my clients said this to me was, I realized that my privilege doesn't protect me from anything, mm -hmm. because agar aapki class or privilege or intersection mein bhi ye cheeze ho rahi hain aur ho sakti hain, it could be anybody around us, mm -hmm. and um, 
for the two weeks after that, I was, I, you know, in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have seen clients. But I think coming back, you know, it connects with what I talked about earlier in terms of self-disclosure. I think I, I let most of my clients know that, you know, I, I'm also affected by this. Mm. And I'm deeply disturbed and I am mourning. Were your clients affected? Every single one of them. Mm. Women only. There was only one man who said to me, what can I do differently? What can I do to make women around me feel safe? Mm. Uh, but men, that's that's also what I'm saying. I think the the burden and the distress and the anxiety and the unsafety women have carried. Yes. Um, it And men are largely unaffected by it. I, they, I just feel like that's something they can't feel because they haven't experienced um, the catcalling no. or the walking like in your street and feeling extremely yeah. unsafe. Or, or bhi nahi, but they, they cannot wrap their heads around the level of unsafety. You privileged, it, it's, it's just this constant sense of unsafety. And also, uh, Fatma, like, um, so I spoke to, like, a lot of um, men mm-hmm. around in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was my responsibility because if they're not feeling or understanding, then they need to be made to mm-hmm. understand. Uh, I lost my point. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You no, spoke to a lot of men. Yeah, I spoke to them and... Um, the thing was, they, they, a lot of them had this woke that this person was a special case. Tha. Mm. Get it? We can't do this. And then I was like, listen, like the problem is, which is so odd, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'll come to that. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we have met and interacted with men and boys mm-hmm. and we realized yes. that streak that was in them. Yes. That could have just been a few like, you know what, since I've become a mom, That's okay. <laughs> take your Fatma, time. I can't even form like proper sentences. That's okay. I get what you mean. Like it, it, they have the potential in them to turn yes, into like that. It's about a few turn of events yeah. that would, could have led up to yeah. something similar. Yes. Not saying exactly that, yeah. Yeah. but like could have led up to that just because of the way that they were, mm-hmm. you know, and the thoughts that they have. Yeah. Um, and when this happened, a lot of us women were suddenly like, we've seen this streak. Yeah. We know this streak. Yeah. We know people like yeah. this. Yeah. You know, we got out of it. We yeah. were lucky. Yeah. But it yeah. was a sudden realization yeah. how it could have happened to and us. And you and I had a conversation just after that, yes, right? Yes, and I yes. think that all of us were examining all of the relationships around us. And one of the things that you and I talked about was growing up, we didn't have the vocabulary that we do now. Uh, we, we didn't know that this is toxic, this is patriarchal, this is violence, this is coercion. Hai. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have, we have that vocabulary now. Um, and so many times when we went, felt uncomfortable yeah. and um, abused. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but we, and gaslit. But we just felt something, but yeah. we didn't know what it was. Yeah. And how to, like, get out of it or follow through with it and sort of, like, shut our intuition down. And I don't think this is a women problem. I think this is a systemic problem that mm. women's kind of distress is not attended to enough. Okay. Um, and, you know, and, and again, patriarchy, right? That's, I'm that's, so sorry about the flies. That's okay. <laughs> Nothing I've never seen before. Um, <laughs> they ended up here. So it's... it's uh, uh, it is about how... Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Like, I'm so sorry. No, no, don't worry about it. Huh. It is a systemic problem. It's patriarchy and, and mental illness bhi vacuum exists in a vacuum. You know, if someone is unwell, bhi hai, 
there are systems in place there are things that you can do the fact that we are so deeply socialized to to be okay with and yeah. and accept violence and aggression mm. that 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 is problematic mm. um and maybe things wouldn't have gotten to the point that they did if different things were done differently there's also this um mindset that we have that even i had i'll admit um ke it's we can fix them yeah the men <laughs> haven't we all been there <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. like there was a lot of times i was like i knew the problems yeah. and i was like you know like i can fix this i can make it better i'm that like sweet angel woman that will change the man yeah. you know but that leads to all of this yeah and i don't things. think it's just you i think that that's just again something we're socialized to do in lots of ways the individual things be hoti and that play into it but it's um it's it's like a woman's like even when this whole thing was happening um i i heard lots of people say oh, we should raise you know we should raise better sons pay kyun phir aurton pe responsibility ah, for men's true. behavior actually even i said that matlab <laughs> kyun but, but then later my mom said this to me ki kyun ha matlab why did you say this <laughs> i d- i didn't know you had said no, it no i said this and she said ke um baat theek hai but tum phir aurton ke upar dal rahi ho na and then she made a status about it and i was like okay amma sorry <laughs> I can imagine her calling you out. <laughs> yeah. So she was like, "You know, don't put the responsibility no. on women again." No. And, and it's not it, it was fair. And honestly, like there was this thing about okay, men should just listen. Baat usse bahut aage ja chuki. I think it's about accountability now. Mm-hmm. I think yes. men need to be accountable for what they do. They need yes. to hold other men accountable for what they for what they do. Mm-hmm. Um and it, we're well past that point of okay, sir, if listen to women's experience. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't think that's going to suffice anymore. Mhm. So it's been it's been really difficult I think for everybody um, and we're still reeling from the aftershocks mm. um, of this whole thing. Mm. Um yeah. Yeah. We digressed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but like um I wanted to ask you I asked you about like the whole mental illness and therapy aspect of it. There was so much to this mm-hmm. to discuss mm-hmm. uh, and like we hadn't gotten to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we spoke of that as well. But I wanted your opinion on the whole therapy mental illness aspect of okay. it. So this conversation is getting super interesting and we still have a lot to talk about. Um but because it's getting very long, I'd like to break this conversation here and we will continue in the next episode. So I will be again here with Fatma Hussain uh to talk further about a lot of other things. So stay tuned and I'll see you again next time. Allah Hafiz.